Hello and welcome to the Dyslexia Mom Boss Podcast, the show that helps you not only feel empowered and knowledgeable, but confident and a boss mom in the dyslexia journey. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren. Hello and welcome back to the Dyslexia Mom Boss Podcast. I'm Dr. Lauren and I have a guest with me today. I have Priya with us and she is speaking to us from India. So Priya, can you introduce yourself? Hello, Dr. Lauren. I'm Priya and uh, I'm in the south of India. I'm a mom to 10 year old and a newborn now. Oh, um, congrats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's eight months now. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Cause Priya, we've been in contact for probably about two years on Instagram. So that's awesome. Those of you who do tune into these episodes, you know that I really love getting content from other moms around the world and in the United States to really share like, what is your decubed journey? So let's start from the beginning, Priya. So why don't you give us a little bit about, first of all, what does special education look like in India? Is dyslexia discussed? And what is your son's story? In India, even for me, it's a very new thing. I had somewhere in on the path of journey during my uh, college years, I have heard it somewhere, but I was not aware until my college days. So it was only during college days. But then I was married, did my master's, PhD. All these years, it was just there in the back of my mind, but it never occurred to me or I have never seen a person who was talking about it. So it's like the awareness was there. I think it is not enough. But when I saw my son going through all these, then I was slowly gathering myself to bring back the thoughts I have or the memories I have about such symptoms. It took me uh, about five to six months to understand what is going on with him and uh, how he's struggling. I know he was struggling, but I was not able to even understand why and uh, what is the problem behind that. So I would say the awareness is really, at least from my point of view, I cannot talk for the whole people around the country. There are people who talk about this, but very less number. The awareness is really, really low. Even his class teachers, they doesn't know anything called dyslexia. When I did the analysis for him and they said he's severely dyslexic. Oh, wow. And it was in grade three. Okay, and okay. Now he's in grade six. Um, oh, wow. You said he's, how old is he now? 11. Uh, okay, he's, he's 11. Okay. And uh, so he was diagnosed in third grade. Third grade. The problem was like maybe all through the time it was there, but I was not able to recognize it. Partly okay. because during his first formative years, I was with him. He had his milestones like walking and other things on time. But then when it comes to speaking, like uh, he had a very late speaking and uh, he would not often finish his sentences. We had to understand what he's trying to say and we have to finish the sentence for him. Maybe that was the starting point, but I thought it's okay. It's normal for the small one. By time he will learn like that. Then when he was in kindergarten, his teacher would say like uh, he's singing the rhymes in chorus. But when he's left alone to sing, he will not utter even a word. But then I thought that, okay, he's shy even at home to talk with me or his father. He's shy. He's shy to open up even for the smaller things. 
So I thought, okay, he's shy with his teacher as well, and it will take time for him to get adjusted. Then, when he was past the kindergarten, I was away from him for my PhD in Europe, and he was staying with his father. My extended families were taking care of him, but I was in touch with his teacher like once in a month. So the issues his teacher would often say is like he's not copying it from the board, or he's taking unusually long time to copy even small things. He's okay. always distracted from what is going on in the class. He's active, but when it comes to playing or something, he's active. But when the teacher starts to teach the lesson, he's always distracted. He's not finishing the homework, or he's not answering the questions. I was recognizing that he's not able to read only when I was back from Europe. Right. It was already three years, three point five years of gap, and he was starting his third grade. and he was not able to read even the smaller words or small sentences mm-hmm. he had very tough time to even to blend the words and by the time he finished the sentence by slowly reading the letters letter by letter he will read and then by the time he finished the sentence he will not remember what was the first word of the sentence okay mm-hmm. so that much was the seriousness with his reading skills so it was like form of uh, mother guilt everything was coming together maybe if i was here i would have identified already or maybe he would have done better if i would have here that was already building up in my mind and i was beating myself up things would not have turned this much like that but then uh, after gathering what's all going on with him like if a child of his age is going to take 30 minutes to finish a homework He'll take even three hours or more, which means right. he has to work past his bedtime to finish right. even the smallest of the things. Then mm-hmm. I was requesting his teacher, like, okay, try to give homework that will suit all kind of kids. Even that time, I didn't recognize it as dyslexia, but I was knowing that he's struggling. Right. So when I was requesting, they were not ready to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. From the school, there were just complaints, but there was never. any suggestion like maybe you should take him to a, some assessment or it might be dyslexia or something it was just me who was trying to gather information through google nothing to hide here i was just trying to find out things like okay he's doing this what is this the kid is right. doing like this so what might be the reason it was purely google which was leading me to the word dyslexia oh, until wow. then i was never knowing there is something called dyslexia then i took him to the assessment and after assessing they said he is severely dyslexic and it is hereditary because i was seeing the symptoms for my brother as well similar oh, symptoms okay okay he is much younger to me like 9 years younger to me so it was me who is helping him in his studies when he was growing up so okay. then i was realizing okay he is struggling like what he was doing then also i was not able to recognize thanks to the internet or the way of technology <laughs> has developed nowadays this has led me to understand okay there is something called learning difficulty and dyslexia is there he was also not able to uh, reiterate anything or not able to uh, study the math tables okay. his memory power is really sharp he will be able to restate something that happened long back but then when it comes to remembering something like rule based things these are the things i didn't know earlier but now being into this topic often and keeping myself 
educated then and there now i know that okay rule based teaching is not suiting him he is not able to say the days or months in order by the when he was third grade and tables if i teach him today he will be able to say it tomorrow but then after a week after some practice and if i give him a one week of time and then ask him to tell it will be like starting from the abcd right and also the same it goes for like addition he was okay subtraction when it includes like borrowing and then division multiplication everything was i have to keep on repeating thousands of times even if i give him like one week of gap then i has to start it from the beginning and right. it was really exhausting for both of us yes he was yes. trying his best but he couldn't and i was also trying my best like it was too much of emotional breakdown all along the way yeah sometimes he would cry like i am trying my best but i am not able to and it will be right. very helpless for me to see it as a mom absolutely yeah. yes okay so priya you touched on so much and i think there's so much to digest and unpack here so first things first mm-hmm. you touched on that mom guilt you know i don't know if you have been listening to any of my monday mom affirmations but mm-hmm. i now drop them every single monday because there is guilt around this whole journey whether you just don't know what you don't know or for you like you were working on yourself in terms of what was important mm-hmm. to you which was getting your phd but in many times you were probably thinking am i still a present mm-hmm. mom like how did i miss this like all of these things from my experience as an educator working with dyslexic kids or kids that have language based learning differences i have encountered a lot of moms who either beat themselves up because they say how did i not know this or i just didn't know and all of these things that you shared you were away in europe you were working on your phd and that's a feat within itself i mean i know when i was working on my doctorate degree i had just had a baby bought a house i mean it's a lot and so as moms we know we wear a lot of hats you know i'm here to tell you and validate which i'm sure you know this now but it was nothing you did you know yes. it was just you just didn't know and while you were googling which is funny you said that because i've interviewed another mom who her son is in his 20s and mm-hmm. she had mentioned you know resources like you or instagram weren't around 15 16 years ago to really kind of put everything in a one stop shop and so i think for you you led to the right direction to understand what was going on with your son and then you were able to look to see wow okay this is hereditary my brother struggled with this so how are teachers intervening in india what does instruction look like i know here in the united states we do have specialized private schools where there orton gillingham certified trained practitioners or wilson certified or cult certified teachers what kind of interventions are available in indian schools and is your son getting that intervention now no not in the school as far as i have seen and heard through fellow moms that i know there is no interest uh, to be frank i don't see there any awareness at all like only if there is awareness then there will be intervention okay so i don't okay. see any awareness with his teachers in his school when i said okay is it so okay we will try to help him i mean they are ready to support but they are not aware maybe it's just part of the curricula when they are doing the bachelor of education for teaching mm-hmm. but 
maybe this is something that they either forget or ignore along the way or i would say the training is not enough because i heard that it is there in the curriculum for the teacher training people if there is in the curriculum then it should be there in the practice if it right. is not there i would say the training is not enough the law is there the curriculum is there for the teacher training people but it is not in practice when it comes to school the real time implementation is not at all there so what i had to do is there is a association in our city i would say for this one state there is only one recognized association where they do proper assessment okay. where they can give certificates like which we can show it in the school uh they run it like a part time school even for my son when they said he is uh, severely dyslexic they suggested to pull him out of the school and uh, enroll him there uh for immediate intervention which will be very helpful for him but here i didn't want to decide it by myself or just we as parents i was asking him this is what the suggestion is and uh, they are suggesting for pulling out of the school and going for this classes for at least one or two years based on how your improvement is you need to uh, redo the, you will lose two years of school which means you will be studying with children from maybe from your younger classes now then he was immediately taken back he was not ready to do that he said no i don't want to move away from my friends i want to right. go along with them that's what right. he says then i recognized okay because i was afraid this is going to affect him mentally and emotionally as well right that everybody is moving forward but i am stagnant somewhere this kind of feeling uh, as a third grade i cannot imagine what kind of impact that would put him into mm-hmm. and it is going to last like it is going to affect his confidence levels so many things were intertwined there so when i asked him he said i will put my maximum efforts please try for another alternative then mm-hmm. i chose for a private therapist where she was taking 3 days or 4 days per week classes for 2 hours or 1 hour depending on like how our schedules are going well so he was doing it for past 2 years during his 4th and 5th grade now he is in 6th grade mm-hmm. his reading skills are better now maybe not up to the level of this grade right. for sure right he is he's there he's still struggling to comprehend the content sometimes he is able to but he is not confident enough to say it aloud he always thinks what if i'm wrong when it is in school when he is seeing his fellow students who is reading very well and answering very well he is taken aback even if he knows the answer he mm-hmm. comes and share like okay they were all answering well and i was afraid to answer or i was afraid to read for example i see that in some western countries we can make use of options like getting the content earlier get practiced and then read in the class if there is a need but here even if i request okay he is already feeling low in his confidence and self esteem and if you are going to ask him to read on the spot it will derail him further right yes, i'm yes. trying my best to encourage him and motivate him even a small incident it derails all those efforts to unimaginable ways this is such a really impactful interview because you're really touching on the whole child and that is really the 
approach that I have always taken as an educator and definitely as a mom as well. We can't just put emphasis on the academics. We have to look at how does this impact this child if, you know, they're behind and they can't do popcorn read and read right away or they're not comprehending as quickly as their peers. I mean, these are things that it's all encompassing. And I actually have a course about the power of using affirmations with your dyslexic child because Mm -hmm. really there are so many things I can only speak as an American educator, but there's so Mm -hmm. many things here in the United States that kids are taking in information and their teacher isn't saying you're stupid, but they feel that if their teachers aren't understanding their brain, if they're not giving them the right accommodations, if they aren't able to chunk the information, I mean, there are so many different pieces to this equation. So while you're sharing your son's journey in another country, you're absolutely right. There is no awareness. And it really does start at the teacher prep, you know, universities and colleges. And I say that all the time. I didn't know anything about dyslexia in my graduate studies Mm -hmm. at all. I took a reading methods class and not once was the term dyslexia brought up. So the only reason I know what I know today is because I started my career in a private dyslexic school and was trained with a Norton Gillingham fellow. But it's just heartbreaking to hear that this is really happening all over the world. And that's exactly why this podcast exists. So we can talk about this and, you know, you're sharing your story all the way in India. And I know that I do have an audience in India. So I know this episode will really resonate with a lot of folks out there. So Priya, this question's probably redundant because you're explaining it in your story. But the question I always ask parents, first of all, what is your child's ethnicity? So I know that your son is Indian. And do you feel they had an equitable journey? I mean, equitable education? And I would answer your answer is no. (laughs) You know, you're having to fight for Mm -hmm. all of these rights for your son. Does he have any sort of legal document? Like here in the United States, we have an individualized education plan. What's that equate to in India? I haven't heard anything called the individual educational plan here. Okay. Yeah, because from the association where they assessed him, they provided a certificate that this child is severely dyslexic and he will be able to perform better if he has some sort of accommodations. There was a list saying like giving extra time for finishing his work or exam and reading out the question papers for him. Yeah. But no legal document. Okay. And that makes sense because like you said, if there's little to no awareness, why would they have something Mm -hmm. put in place? Wow. And I think Priya, we could probably do a part two on this because I'm just not really in shock, but in shock, you know, just kind of hearing what's happening all over the world. And Mm -hmm. I just think this is so impactful for others to hear this. So we are coming to the end of our episode, but I do want to ask you this. What advice can you give other moms and maybe speak to other moms in India? What advice can you give them to feel empowered to help their child through this DQ journey? First thing is, I'm still learning, but be very, very patient and be understanding to the kids. I lose my cool, of course, now with the newborn and so many other things. I'm trying to be back in my workforce, putting on job applications. So many things are going on. And I'm fighting it hard to be very patient with him. 
But yes, I'm doing my best every day. So be very patient with the kid and be very understanding to them. That will be very helpful for them. And it goes a long way each and every day. Yes. And then another thing is what I find in India is parents are not ready to open up. They are very happy to say that their kid is shining in academics. They are scoring this much marks. It doesn't matter which grade they are. Even if they are in kindergarten, they are very proud to say, okay, my kid is saying this rhymes, that, blah, no. But if the kid is not doing what is typical, they're not ready to open up, which is not forming a community at all. Like when I'm trying to reach out to people who might open up and increase, like maybe arranging or trying to gather information or form a get-together like that, no, I'm not able to find anyone. Right. People doesn't want to open up. Either they either want to say, okay, my kid is shining well in academics or they just don't want to open up. They just say, okay, my kid is not studying. He's not performing well in academics. They simply mm-hmm. have it like uh, this or that, either one or zero. Right. No, and that makes sense. I definitely have a parent community and I think that is needed, you know, and this parent community has resources. Mm-hmm. We do group calls once a month because you all need to hear from other parents to know that you're not in silos, which Mm -hmm. is another reason why this podcast exists. Those are great pieces of advice to offer. Do you have Mm -hmm. any other advice you would give? Yeah. Once you open up, you will start to create awareness. So as much as you create the awareness, it's going to be useful for the kid. If not for anyone else, it's for the kid. Just for an example, I would say like two weeks ago, it was parent-teachers meeting for my son. Just two or three persons before myself, like a kid was sitting there and his mother was telling everything that I would list out for my son. And she was not at all aware of he's like that because that's his nature. He needs intervention because Mm -hmm. there is lack of awareness. And the teacher was just telling the kid, please study well. Your father is helping you out with the financial for paying fees and your mother is taking care of you. All you need to is study well. No, no. When there is no intervention, how they study well. Yeah, that's just putting guilt on the child. Yes, the child was almost near to tears. Yes, absolutely. Because that's a lot of guilt for him. Yeah. And another thing is, I wanted to tell them, like maybe assess him or something like that. But I was afraid because the parents here, they know the problem, but they doesn't want to accept it. Right, that is what right. I have seen most of the time. They doesn't no, want that, to accept it. They just see all the kid need to do is they have to put some study hard work. Hard. Yeah, study. And there, it's more complex than that. Yes. But you know what, Priya? I think we should do a part two on some awareness because I think that you are such... You are such a uh, a wealth of knowledge and I didn't know your story until now. And I just feel like you could make such an impact with another episode for mm-hmm. people in your country to really understand what other moms are feeling, just like what you're feeling, but are too afraid to open up. So I want to thank you for your time today mm-hmm. and thank you for your vulnerability and your um, willingness to share because it does really make a difference. Thank you very much for asking.